Amen. Well, the music has been great this semester, hasn't it? And I just enjoyed it very much. Let's take our Bibles this morning, turn to the book of Proverbs, chapter number 25, if you will, please. Proverbs, chapter number 25. Lord's been good to us, hasn't he? And I enjoyed the uh, Sadie Hawkins thing a moment ago. It's going to be a lot of fun on Saturday night, and we're looking forward to this weekend and all the activities. Thank you for being faithful. Thank you for allowing God to work in your life, and the best is yet to come for you. I believe that with all my heart, and I want to share something with you this morning that I think will encourage all of us as we look toward next week, the rest of the summer, and those of you who are graduating and moving on onto the field to serve the Lord, and those of us who will return in the fall and keep grinding away at it. In 1988, I had the wonderful privilege for about seven or eight years in a row of preaching at Pine Trails Camp in Saugatuck, Michigan. And uh, the pastor's name was uh, Charles Wood, Grace Baptist Church in South Bend. And I was a good friend with the youth pastor, Brother Rick, his son. And Rick would have me come up and preach at the camp every summer. And in 1988, there was a particularly a very important summer for that church and for me. On August the 8th, 1988, there in Michigan, right on the lake, four seniors, four senior young men from their church school came to me on Monday and said, Brother Toby, we're, we're desperate for revival in our school. We're desperate. We're tired of just going through the motions. We're tired of pretending. These four young men. There's, Mar- there's Mike Tarr, Danny Dinsmore, Moni Rodriguez, and Tim Gilmore. I'll never forget them. And they said, Brother Toby, we've been fasting. Would you meet with us out on the deck of the lodge every night and pray for revival on Thursday night? I said, I'd be happy to do that. And we did. And that Thursday night, God sent a sweeping revival to that youth group. And I want to share a few thoughts with you this morning that God gave me way back there that are still very effective today because God is unmovable and unchangeable. He's the same God today that he was in 1988. And it was a transforming year for Grace Baptist School, Grace Baptist School in South Bend, Indiana. And God did some amazing things with those young people that I'll never forget. It, was, it transformed me. And help me to this very day, and I pray that it'll help you as well. Let's look, please, at one verse to begin, Proverbs 25, verse 4. Take away the dross from the silver, and there shall come forth a vessel for the finer. Take away the dross. In the Word of God, dross is sin. Back in the, back in the mid-'80s, I got interested in investing in silver, of all things. And so I began buying silver, and they had something called Engelhard 999 fine, 10 ounce bars of silver. I said, I'm going to invest in that stuff. I want to make some money. So I began investing in that. And I did some research on silver. And I learned that when they mine silver in its raw form, it comes out with all kinds of contaminants, with impurities, with sledge and garbage hanging off of it, but they put it through a refiner's fire. When it comes out the other end of the fire, 
It's 999 fine, and it's beautiful, pure silver. And uh, I invested in that for several years and made no money. And so one day I saw a silver color pickup truck, and I sold, sold the silver and bought the cotton-picking silver pickup truck. Amen. It was a great day for me. But I learned something about silver. I, I learned the most important part was the fire. It comes out pure because of the fire. And we need the fire of God on our lives here. We need to go through the fire sometimes. Take away the dross. What dross do you have today? What dross will hinder you from being very, very, very effective this summer? You know what your dross is. I certainly know what my dross is. And the Bible says, take away the dross, take away the dross from the silver through the fire. Brother Weaver, I've been going through the fire. Good for you. That's a good thing. There's a young lady in the hospital right now going through the fire. I hope you pray for her. You may be there someday. Your mother may be there someday. You may be praying right now about your finances and you feel like you're going through the fire. I, I found some amazing verses in, in, my, in, in my study and, and getting ready for, for today. Israel is about to be restored. And here's what the Lord says. Behold, I have refined thee. Refined. But not with silver, I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. I hate for anybody to go through affliction. We hurt when you hurt. We cringe when you cringe. But sometimes the refiner's fire is exactly what the Lord ordered. I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. For mine own sake, even for mine own sake, he says, will I do it? For how should my name be polluted? We don't want to pollute his name, do we not? We want to give God a good name. We want to give Jesus a great name. The name Jesus. Uh, I, I, was th I was thinking about him, and, I, and I'll share a couple of thoughts about that in just a few moments. And he said, my name be polluted, and I will not give my glory unto another. Young people, we're in serious business here. This is, this is not, not playtime. This is furnace time. This is get with the time. Yeah, I believe in woke. We need, we, we need to be awakened. We need to be awakened to what God can do through West Coast Baptist College in a miraculous, unbelievable way. Unbelievable. This last Sunday, my wife and I took the, the singing group up to Dublin, California. And we spent, we spent two days with, with Caleb Finley and Autumn. And it moved me to my core. A young couple from West Coast, a young pastor's son came here, and, and he was here just a few days, and, and he sat in a pastor's conference, a, a church planting conference, and God grabbed his heart and said, I want you to plant a church in California, and he's from North Carolina, and, and he said, I'll do it. And then he met Autumn, Autumn, and she worked up there for Brother Gabe Rule, and, and, and she played the piano, and she could sing and walk on water and preach and turn backflips, man, she was unbelievable. <laughs> 
And they fell in love and they got married. They went on deputation and they raised enough money. And, and, and Sunday we had a, a phenomenal meeting up there. Had about 60 people and, 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 and the rent, just the rent for their little bitty church building is $8,000 a month. They're paying th almost $3,600 a month for, for the little house they live in. But they're happy out of their minds and Autumn's playing the piano and leading the worship there, leading the singing, and, and, and Caleb's out there with his blower blowing off the parking lot, getting ready for church, and, and sweeping this, and on the computer, everybody's running around, and women are coming in the church, and they're grabbing Autumn, and Autumn's grabbing them, and it's, it's church! It's church! That's what you have to look forward to, but you gotta take, you got to get rid of the draws first. How is God using Caleb in such an unbelievable way? No draws. No draws. No draws. You could see it on him when he was here. Because he wanted to be a vessel for the finer. A vessel for the finer. Not just, I think I'll just eke through this. No, 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 no. Take away the draws. Take away the draws. What's the message this morning? Take away the draws. About 15 years ago, I met a pastor down in Chula Vista. His name is Jason Brown. He had begun a church. They were meeting in a school building and we took the singing group down there and, and did the best we could to encourage him and he encouraged us and introduced me to his wife and, and he said, he said, God's going to do great things here in Chula Vista. And I said, I believe it, man. And through the years, we have gone to every different venue that they've rented and, and the last time we went down there, I mean, the church was full. It was just amazing. And so I was sitting in his office and I, and I said, Jason, what do you attribute this to? He said, I'll show you. And he took me over to the window in Chula Vista. There's a mountain up there. And he said, he said, Brother Toby, you see that mountain? He started crying. And I said, I see it. He said, every Saturday night, that's where I go to get my power. And I take away the dross. And I come back on Sunday and I'm clean and I'm pure. And, and he said, he said, and God uses me. And I began to choke up, and he said, he said, Toby, you don't have a mountain, do you? I said, I don't have a mountain. He said, you need a mountain. And I found one about 13 miles east of here. And about once every two weeks, I've got to go out there and take away the dross. Take away the dross. Do you have a mountain? Do you have a place where you take away the dross? Do you have a closet? Do you have a place in your car where you just open the Bible and say, Lord, I've got dross in my life. And I've got to go preach this weekend. I've got to go teach classes this week. And, and Lord, I'm 76 years old. God, help me, please. Please help me. And God says, Toby, I'll make a vessel for the finer, but you've got to take away the dross. Take away the dross, young people. What can you do this summer? Take away the dross, and you'll go home a vessel for the finer. And, and, the, and the people in your church will be, man, that, 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 that young person went off to the West Coast, and man, man, they came back, and man, they're up in the choir, they're in the nursery, they go soul winning, they're on a bus route, and they're joyful, they're, they're, they're joyful, and, and, and I, I, I know you've got stuff, but, but go find your mountain, go on through the fire. Get burned a little bit. It, it, it's better for you to go find your mountain. And by the way, you can't have the mountain unless you go to the mountain. You're never going to have mountaintop experiences unless you go to the mountain. And to get to the mountain, sometimes you've got to go through the valley, the fire.
the pain, the, the, the endurance, the, 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 the sweat, the spiritual sweat, the, the gumption, the, 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 the God, you, you've called me. You've, you, you chose me. You chose me. Help me. Make it very, 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 very personal, but take away the dross. Take away the dross of, 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 of lust. Young men, take it away. Get an accountability partner. Get, get, get somebody that put, will hold your feet to the fire. Take away the dross of irresponsibility. You, 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 you have, be the vessel for the finer at neighborhood Bible time. Be the one that makes the most difference. I'm thinking of so many, I'm thinking of so, so, so many things. You say, well, I, I, I want the, the big stuff, Brother Weaver. Well, I, I understand that. I remember Rita and I came here to, going on 22 years ago, and we got, and, and we, our, our van pulled in that morning, and the brother, Dr. Rasmussen, had the basketball team there, and pizza, hallelujah, and the basketball team helped us set the stuff on the floor at our house, and I met the basketball guys and fell in love with them real quick, and and finally, about 2, two o'clock or 2.30, I said, I'm going to go out there and go to work. And I came out here, and my office was then over there in the Kid City. And I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm thinking, man, I'm, in, I'm, I'm a West Coast. I'm a coastie. I'm a West Coastie, man. I'm here. And I'm thinking, man, I want God to use me, man. And, and, and the phone rang, and it was Pastor. I said, I said Brother Weaver. And Pastor said, Brother Weaver, uh, everything going well? I said, yes, sir, going fine. He said, I need to see you. I need to ask you something. I said, yes, sir, I'll be right there. And his office was over there then. And the, uh, if you look out the back windows of his office back in the day, Hudson Hall is across the street. And so um, I grabbed my Bible. I grabbed my concordance. I grabbed my mega hat. I grabbed everything I could. And, 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 I, and I went over there like John the Baptist, man. I'm going to go see Pastor Chapel, you know. And I, I'm thinking, I wonder if he wants me to go preach somewhere. <laughs> I wonder if he wants me to do this or that. And so I get over there. And, then, and he said, is everything going well? I said, yes, sir. I said, thank you for the opportunity. My wife and I are very excited about being here. And we rolled up our sleeves and we're ready. And he leaned back in his chair and he looked, he looked across the street at Hudson Hall. And he said, he said, Brother Weaver, does it bother you like it bothers me? All those weeds in front of Hudson. And, and the truth of the matter is, it, it drives me crazy. It, I, I almost can't stand it. And I said, I said Pastor, it, it does. He said, I can't find anybody to pull those weeds. Well, I didn't fall off the turnip truck yesterday. I knew where he was going. And I said, I said, Pastor, I can, I can pull those weeds. I'll take care of that. You don't have to worry, ever worry about it again. And he said, he said, oh, well, praise the Lord. That's why I needed to see you. I said, okay. So I had on my suit. So I'll go down there at Hudson and I'm pulling weeds. Amen. And I'm real proud of myself. And I'm, I'm, I'm pulling these weeds, you know, and I'm looking up at pastor's office. Yahoo! It's me, big, big time preacher, pulling weeds. Pulling weeds. And I promise you right now, I am so old, I can't get up. <laughs> I don't like the devil. Yeah. It's all pulling weeds. And so... And so somebody said the other day, but Brother Weaver, how do, you, how do you get so many opportunities around West Coast? I'm a good weed puller. Weed puller. 
You get to go preach somewhere, get to take a group somewhere. Man, pull the weeds. Take away the dross of pretending. David learned it in Psalm 51. He'd been pretending. He'd been pretending to be big bad David. Giant killer, bear killer, lion killer. No, no, you, you better watch it. You, you, you better watch it as you're successful because Bathsheba's out there somewhere. Amen. Better watch it. Preach it. Better watch it, son. Better watch it. Your vessel's gonna get real dirty if you're not careful. So take away the draws. Take it away. Go so, find your mountain. Go find your spot and take it away. It, it, it's so uncomplicated to me. And I have to do it. I've got to do Everybody in this room has draws. So don't get so pharisaical sitting there, okay? Amen. David said in Psalm 51, Hide thy face from my sins. Blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart. Purge me. He's saying purge me. He said, I've, I've, I've got to take away the, I've got to take away these rolls. And, and, and by the way, he did, but, but Bathsheba's husband is dead. The baby's going to die. Absalom is going to turn on his dad. On and on. David's life will never be the same. So before you have to go, go through all that, let's go find a place and take away the dross. Find a place before you've got to go through the, 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 the fiery furnace of, of, of uh, chastisement. And the things that God has to do because he's, ju- he's just, he's just, he's fair. And, and, and before God has to turn me inside out, why don't I go somewhere and take care of the dross in my life so I can enjoy the blessings of God? Are you with me? Amen. Let's do it. It's personal. Take away the dross. He said, renew a right spirit within me. Some of you need to have a right you need to have a renewed spirit before you get out of here. Well, I'm tired. Everybody's tired. Man, you ain't, if you ain't tired, you don't go to the West Coast. Here's why you're tired. Because you're working. Work for the night is coming. Ministry is work. And so take away the dross. And then when you go into your neighborhood Bible time, your internship, whatever you're doing this summer, you're clean. You're a clean vessel. You can pull weeds. Whatever, you, can, you, you, you need to add value to your ministry. Adding value to your ministry. When, I, when I'm talking to young people and, and, and I'm, I'm thinking about summer tour, the first thing in my mind, I'm, I'm thinking, can you add spiritual value to the team? Will you add spiritual value to your summer ministry opportunities? Spiritual value. I worked for Sears in between ministries for a bit down in Florida and uh, I got this job as the manager of the shoe and the men's department. I heard a lot of young people from uh, University of South Florida and Armwood High School. There was one young lady I hired her, her I'll remember her name in just a moment. You remember her name, honey? What is it? Yeah, Natalie. Thank you. Natalie. My wife met Natalie. And, and so I hired Natalie, and I said, Natalie, I'm going to pay you $5.85 to work in the men's department, and you've got the docker section. I want you to own it. She said, she said, she said Toby, I got it. I said, good, have it. Well, she took ownership of that thing. Our store was doing so well, we were, we were 
a smaller, the smallest Sears store in the Tampa Bay area, the three stores, but we were killing it. We were, we were killing the other stores. Arthur Martinez was the CEO of the company. He decided to fly down to Florida with his entourage and to come to the Sears Brandon store and see what's the difference in the Sears Brandon store and the other stores. And so he came with his entourage and, and Natalie's over there in the docker section. I taught her how to fold the docker slacks, how to make the presentation, uh, how to do the end caps, uh, how to do all those things. And I taught her how to do that and I said, you can own it. And she had the, she had the uh, Levi jean wall, she had all that. And it was perfect. You, you, you could have snapped a line on, on the size of those blue jeans. You could have snapped a line on that. She was great. And so Mr. Martinez came with his entourage. He's walking around the store. He comes to the men's department. And he, he looks at me and he said, Toby, this is perfect. He said, how do, how do you do it? He said, the other stores. And I held up a book about this size. Every quarter we got something called the folio. And if you went by the folio, you could kill it. Just follow the folio. Followed the directions from corporate. And, and he said, he said uh, how do you do it? I said, I said, we go by the folio. There's your folio. There's your folio. Go by the folio. It's so uncomplicated. Take away the draws, go by the folio. Love your ministry, love people. He, he walked over into the docker section, and, and Natalie was folding doctors, do dockers. And he said, good morning, young lady. And she, she said, good morning to you. And she didn't know who the guy, CEO of the company. And she looked at him, and she said, 3632. He said, that's my size. She said, I know I'm the docker girl. And, and, and she hands him about four or five pairs of dockers. She said, they're all on sale. And he walked out of there with about $300 worth of docker stuff. <laughs> She, she added value. Will you have somebody down the aisle and baptized in your ministry? Will, will, will the pastor say, hey, I, I, I want to hire you again next summer because you added spiritual value. Find, find, find what God wants you to do and go do it with all you've got. Don't pretend. <laughs> Natalie looked at Mr. Martin and said, uh, would you like to apply for a Sears card? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I own the company. Take away the dross of opportunity. Take away the dross of pouting. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, man, I put that stuff away. Childish irresponsibility, childish attitudes. Hey, look, you're not a little kid anymore. You are a full-blown adult. Take away the dross. Take away the draws. Take it away. Give me just a couple more moments. The draws of pride. Proverbs 16, 18. Pride goeth before destruction. God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. My, in my sophomore year, my roommate said, Toby, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to nominate you for a student body chorister of the student body at Tennessee Temple College. You're gonna be a student body officer. Man, it was like being the president of a corporation or something. I said, man, everybody, hey, Toby, we're voting for you, man. Hey, Toby, you got it. Toby, you're gonna you be the course, you're gonna be a student body officer. I'm, I'm going around, I'm gonna be a student body officer, man, whoa. And uh, so the, the day came for the vote. All the students went, had student body officers down there for, to be elected. And three of us were running for a student body song leader. I'd, I'd never led a song in my life. 
And so Dr. Robertson, our president, comes to the election thing that day for the first time ever. So he comes in and he said, well, he said, he said we've got some song leaders here. And he said, I'd like to see each one of you lead a song. I'd never lead a song. But everybody's going to vote for the guys who never led a song. <laughs> so he said, uh, Toby Weaver, you're first. And Brother Bert, Dr. Bert, I, I came up and I grabbed the book. I turned to 357 one day. The hardest song in the, in the book to lead. So Toby Weaver away. So I get up there. And there were a thousand students there, and I'd never done it before. And I said, everybody stand, just like that. Everyone standing. And they started laughing. And so they're standing and laughing. And then they had a grand piano over there, a grand piano over there, and a big pipe organ back there. And all I hear is, is wah, 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 wah. And, and, I, and I go, one day when heaven was filled with his praises, one day when sin was as black as could be, and they're dying, just like that, you know. One day he's coming, oh glorious day. It was, it was, it was, it was beyond pathetic. And Dr. Robertson was standing back there, and he, he's going, one day when heaven was filled with his praises. And, he, and so at the end of the first verse, uh, Dr. Robertson comes up and he puts his arm around me, he said, Nice try. <laughs> and he said, let's pray. I said, that's a good idea. Let's pray. And so while everybody's praying, I ran out the door, man. I'm gone. I got my little old 63, my little old 63 Plymouth Valley, and I drove up on Signal Mountain. And I took a three by five card out, and I wrote some decisions down. I said, that's never going to happen again. Because I was humiliated. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was pitiful. Only to be topped by, I dated the girl uh, before I met Ms. Weaver, of course, I dated this girl, and, and, uh, and when she came to the door, she had her hair in a knot, like a woman preacher, you know? <laughs> and she came to the door, and I said, <laughs> I didn't last long either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, we're sitting there. And they got this roast beef things, you know, and, and they're up there singing love songs. And, 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 and I, I'm miserable as the devil she is too, you know. And so uh, the, plate, the plate was too far out this way. And I'm cutting this roast beef and looking at her and a big knot on her head. <laughs> Going, <laughs> you, look like, you look like Madam somebody. And, and I went, Bruh! and the whole plate goes, bloop. So I've been humiliated a couple of times. I've had my pride all smashed to pieces, okay? Okay. And so let me give you the plan, and, and we'll, we'll be done. what's the plan for this summer? Number one, today, let's take away the draws. Okay. And we have, we have guests today. If, if you're a guest today, we're glad you're here. I hope you know Jesus Christ as your Savior. Take away the, take away the draws of, 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 of no faith, for, for, for by grace you say through faith. We're glad the guests are here, but I want you to know that Jesus loves you, and we want everybody to go to heaven. Amen. We want everybody to go to heaven, and he loves us enough that he died for us and gave himself to us. And here's the plan. That God, that this is what I'm going to do, and I challenge you to do it as well. I want to pray, but I found some verses that I want to memorize them because they can help you and me as we get ready, as we take away the dross. Not only pray, but Mark wrote in Mark 14, 38, watch ye and pray. Watch. Get your head on a swivel. Watch. Watch and pray. Watch for what? Well, I better not watch that. I better not listen to that. Watch. Watch and pray lest ye enter into temptation. 
The spirit truly is ready, but the flesh is weak. So not only pray, but watch. Pray, of course, but watch. Mark also said in Mark 13, 33, take heed, watch and pray, for you know not when the time is. If he, Paul said in the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching and watching and, and, and watching with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And then, and then in closing, opportunities. Colossians, Paul wrote in the book of Colossians, chapter 4, verses 2 and 3, continue in prayer and watch. Okay? Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving with all praying also for us that God would open us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ. Uttering what? Uttering soul winning. Watch and pray. Pray. Let's pray for each other. But as we pray, let's watch for opportunities. All summer. Not just when you're at the NBT church or on Jewish, but everywhere. All the time. We're called. We're soul winners. We're West Coast. We're obedient. Continue in prayer. Pray for each other. Let's love each other by praying for each other. And watch in the same with thanksgiving. With all, with all praying also for us that God would open a door. Open a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ.